As you approach 65, Medicare is in your future. So what do you need to know and what are your options? Here to share the key things you need to know about your Medicare options is Steve Lineberry, General Manager of Emory Healthcare Network Advantage, and Chuck Chaput, Executive Vice President, Medicare Compare USA. Another in the podcast series, Advancing Your Health with Emory Healthcare. Here's Bill Klaproth. Steve and Chuck, thank you for being on with us. So for people about to turn 65, let's go through some key things they need to know. So let's start with the components of Medicare. Chuck, can you explain that to us? Absolutely. Uh, Medicare is, is comprised of four basic components. Um, well, there are four different types of Medicare, if you will. There's A, B, C, and D. Medicare Part A refers to hospital services. Medicare Part B refers to physician and outpatient services. Medicare Part C refers to Medicare Advantage plans, which are plans that have a contract with the Medicare program, and we we can talk more about that in a moment. And then Medicare Part D are Medicare prescription drug plans, which provide prescription benefits for people's uh, medications. So how does someone determine their Medicare eligibility? Great question. So Medicare eligibility, uh, first of all, to be eligible for Medicare, the more traditional way would be somebody that has contributed to Medicare for a total of 40 quarters or 10 years through generally through payroll deduction, or they can also do that through their spouse's um, contribution to Medicare. So if somebody has contributed for 10 years into the Medicare trust fund, they will be eligible generally speaking, for Medicare Part A when they reach age 65, and then Part B of Medicare, which is medical and physician services, that's generally available if they choose to elect those benefits to begin when they reach 65. The the question that will then probably come up would be, why would somebody uh, choose to um, delay or or enact their Medicare benefits when reaching 65. And that generally is associated with somebody that is still working uh, and drawing some type of uh, health insurance through their employer or their spouse's employer. And so oftentimes uh, a person may get fairly rich benefits through their employer and they may decide to postpone their Medicare eligibility until a later time. Uh, They may decide to work past 65 is a very common thing these days. Well, we are working longer these days. So what are the different types of Medicare insurance we need to be aware of? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and if I could, before I, I dive into that, there's a couple of things I wanted to just highlight because I think a common thing has to do with what are the what are the costs of Medicare benefits? And I, and I didn't hit on that. So one thing I would mention is if somebody has contributed to Medicare for those 40 quarters, the Part A of Medicare, which is hospitalization, will be provided at no monthly premium. Part B of Medicare, which is the physician services, will generally be at a cost of $134 per month, which is usually drawn out of a person's Social Security check. Um, So to be eligible for any of the Medicare insurance plans that we'll talk about now, a person will need to have Medicare Part A and Part B in place. So when you're filling out the application for a Medicare plan of any kind, they're going to ask you 
what is your Medicare Part A effective date and what is your Medicare Part B effective date. So those are really, that's really important that you sort that out. The best place to start on that would be to contact your Social Security office. And I would suggest doing that about four to six months before turning 65 to determine what your options and timing will be. And if you have coverage through your employer or your spouse's employer and you're trying to factor that in, the best thing to do would be to talk to the employer's human resource department or plan administrator to better understand the Medicare benefits they make available to employees or spouses of employees. So that's those are the go-to resources when you're getting close to that, that magical age 65 and you become eligible for Medicare. When we talk about the different types of Medicare insurance, there are basically four different types of Medicare insurance that a person can go down or paths they can go down. There is the employer Medicare coverage, which would, again, be a plan that would be provided by an employer. Uh, approximately 20 to 25% of Americans have some type of Medicare uh, health plan offered through their or their spouse's employer. And oftentimes those benefits may include added benefits that are not available um, on other products that are available in the market. So they're basically um, richer benefits because they are being subsidized partly or in whole by the employer. Secondly, another type of insurance that's available would be a Medicare supplement plan, which is referred to as a Medigap plan oftentimes. And those plans are designed to work in sync with original Medicare. So original Medicare will cover on average about 20%, I'm sorry, about 80% of a person's Medicare-approved healthcare services. And then you would purchase a Medicare supplement or Medigap plan to cover the 20% that those plans do not cover. The next type of insurance that a person can consider would be a Medicare Advantage plan. And these are offered by private insurance companies that have a contract with the federal Medicare program. And what makes the Advantage plans often very attractive to people are a couple of things. Number one, the, the Medicare Advantage plans oftentimes feature low or even zero plan premium, monthly premiums, and that's because that plan has a contract with the federal government. So they are receiving funds directly from Medicare to cover the vast majority of the costs associated with that plan's benefits. The other thing about Advantage plans is they oftentimes include additional plan benefits, such as preventive dental, uh, eye exams, uh, hearing aids, eyeglasses, things of that, that nature. And with Emory Healthcare specifically, Emory has um, locations called care coordination centers that Steve can talk about here in a moment that provide additional uh, services that are available for Emory patients that are enrolled in any of the Medicare Advantage plans that are accepted by Emory Healthcare. So, Steve, could you could you elaborate a little bit more on on those um, care coordination centers and the value they provide patients? Yeah, uh, here at Emory, we're partnered with uh, the Medicare Advantage payers to offer additional resources for their patients and for their members. Um, we've uh, developed uh, coordinated care centers, essentially, you know, staffed with physicians, nurse practitioners, uh, patient ma- navigators, and case managers. Um, these are uh, 
centers where we're doing evidence-based screening. Um, we're doing preventative care and education and counseling for patients to essentially, you know, better control chronic illnesses and also, um, you know, offer them a comprehensive annual exam. Uh, these are sort of like an executive physical uh, where a patient comes in, spends anywhere between an hour to an hour and a half with our clinical staff, and we're really doing a head-to-toe exam and speak with the patient, uh, not just about their uh, physical uh, self, but also just generally about how things are going for them, understanding, you know, uh, what's going on at home, what's driving their health care on their, their, uh, their health status. And we really work with them uh, then on an ongoing basis if they do need more uh, uh, care over time to improve their chronic illnesses. Um, some of the diseases that we focus on include uh, CHF, CKD, uh, COPD. Um, we work a lot with uh, patients that have diabetes. Um, some require wound care. So we're doing this on a, a continual basis for these patients that need it to try to uh, work with them to get them healthy. Uh, and then as you age, your physical self changes over time, right? So we work with these patients on an ongoing basis to give them the best life that they can have. And these are additional resources that uh, when you're a Medicare Advantage patient, uh, you have access to at Emory. Well, that's really good information. Thanks for sharing that with us, Steve. So Chuck and Steve, it sounds like there's a lot of options out there. I know you were just talking about uh, employer Medicare coverage, the Medigap plan, the Medicare Advantage plan. It sounds like there's no right Medicare plan solution for everyone. Is that right, Chuck? I mean, how do you know what's right for you? That's a, it's a really good point, Bill. The, the um, Medicare Advantage plans uh, can be a really great fit for many patients that uh, are coming off of a an employer plan because it's very common these days to have plans with uh, co-payments when you access physician services or outpatient services. And these Advantage plans are structured in that same kind of cost-sharing structure. And they do that so that they're able to depress the premium, get that monthly premium down for the members. And as Steve was just talking, these, these plans provide a lot of value-add services that are generally not available under traditional Medicare when you have a, a, Medigap, a Medigap plan that fills in the, pl- the, the gaps of Medicare. On the flip side, uh, sometimes people would prefer paying a higher monthly premium to get a Medicare supplement plan uh, so that they don't have as many copays. And so it really, it really truly varies depending on what the person is trying to accomplish. And then this is really important. They need to make a list of all of their healthcare providers that they use, physicians, services, any any healthcare services they use to make sure whatever option they choose, all their providers are going to be in network. And then the other thing I always recommend is to make a list of the prescription medications that a person chooses because especially if you're considering an Advantage plan, most of the Advantage plans these days, all of the HMOs and PPO Medicare Advantage plans, if you choose a plan's HMO or PPO, you are then required to choose that plan's Medicare prescription drug plan. So it's important that you choose a health plan, if you're choosing an Advantage plan, that covers your specific medications because if you have to pay full retail for your medications, that will substantially add to your annual out-of-pocket costs. So like you said, there's really no one solution right for everyone, 
the important thing is to talk to a, a professional that, that rep represents various options who can help you sort all of that out. Well, Steve and Chuck, thank you so much for your time today. We've gone over a lot of information. So if you have more questions, please visit emoryhealthcare.org slash Medicare. That's emoryhealthcare.org slash Medicare. You can also call 855-256-1501, 855-256-1501. You're listening to Advancing Your Health with Emory Healthcare. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.